How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Three o'clock here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Jack Fritz and Ike Reese rolling along on this Thursday afternoon. The fine is down, Ike. The Sixers have officially been fined $75,000 Wow! for Joel Embiid not being listed on the injury report on Saturday in Denver. Um, you know, they were obviously going to get fined. 20 minutes before the game, he was leaking out he was going to play, and then he didn't play. So, of course, they were going to get fined. Uh, according to Woj, he is on his way back to, to Philadelphia, I guess, today. And we, we're still waiting the update. So, again, whenever this comes down, and it should be coming down you know, in the next couple of hours, they play tonight um, out of Utah. Joel Embiid's not there. He's here in Philadelphia. Uh, we should be getting an update on, on Joel Embiid. But, Ike, the fact that they essentially were delaying that 24 hours and they, they couldn't just come out and say what it was, screams second opinion and, and doesn't mm-hmm. exactly make me feel great. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, a... He's been on his way back for two days, it feels like. I mean, it didn't take that long to get back here. It's a five-hour flight uh, from California to, to back here to Philadelphia. They're not I, driving? Yeah, they're not driving, right. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing that he's on his way back for, it seems like, two days. It was yesterday and then today. He's still on his way back. I'm imagining he's already here. And he's been here and he's probably been examined by someone. And it wouldn't surprise me if we got something um, either late tonight or midday tomorrow. I need it. I need it now. I, I need it within the next two two hours. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, because the longer the longer you wait, I, I mean, the, it's not like this isn't the first time we've been through this with Joel. Right. You know, like the fact that we're even going through this feels like they're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah, but there is, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Ultimately, if there's something uh, severe going on there that he's going to be out for an extended period of time. And I'm talking about something that could be season-ending or at least a few months before he's back. Anything that's other than four to six weeks, in other words. Like, anything that's more than than that, I would deem that to be significant. And also, if it required some type of surgery versus rest and rehab, that also matters yep. um, as to what's going on with him. But the, the, the Sixers also, I'm sure, are anticipating uh, backlash. Because they played him in, in goal. Yes, yes, because of the way that this whole thing played out. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think it was by coincidence that Nick Nurse came out and said, you know, even though it was prematurely, that it was unrelated to what issues he was dealing with already. Now, you can make that argument, but I don't know how you make that argument convincingly, considering it's the same leg. Right. Now, if you say he was just dealing with some knee swelling and now there is a tear in there of something, some ligament or something that requires surgery – 
yeah, you may be medically correct and technically correct that they are two different things, but that's hard to convince your fan base that one didn't have something to do with the other. Yeah, I mean, listen. And the fact that he played, because he doesn't get injured if he's not playing. Yeah, this all this reminds me of when Reese tore his ACL and I had Rob Thompson saying, yeah, he's basically hop, skipping, and jumping around the locker room. He's fine. Do you, do remember that? Do you remember I that? Did, yeah, we were down there when that happened, weren't no, we? No, we were, we were here. Uh, Hugh and uh, Joe were down oh, there. Oh, yeah, I knew somebody was there, yes. And Rob Thompson on TV saying, I don't know, it was back there, he looked all right. You know, like, I don't I don't, I don't think coaches trying to play doctor. Right. <laughs> to, to, right. It doesn't usually work out. But if I had to get my guess on this, like, I think it's a it's a, a tear in the knee that's not season ending. And he, he's you know, he's back in four weeks and he starts off hot and they start to slow down and we get Joel heading into the postseason and he's like seventy percent again. And we're we're right back in the same cycle. I mean, we, this is this is how it's been the last four years with different injuries. Oh yeah, I don't I don't I don't see how you could um Expect anything differently. I mean, unless somehow they come back with a miraculous MRI where they say there's been no type of structural damage. You know, it's sore right now. We're going to give him a week or so off, and which basically means until after the All-Star break, and he should be ready to go after the All-Star break. I'd be shocked if that were the case. And I don't think it's season-ending, like, straight up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I mean, there's something that he can play through, but... I don't know. You mean you hope that's what it is? You're not a doctor. What do you mean? Well, no, I just I I don't I. Well, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying I don't think it's like a, a, he's a, a full tear. He's done for the year. He's he's done. Oh, that still means you hope that's not what it is. I hope that's not the case. Yes, there's nothing that says that there's it's not that. that. Yeah, that. There's nothing that says. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I'm sitting over here in fear that that's exactly what it could be. It could. I just. I hope not. Yeah, you right. hope not. Yeah, hope. yeah. There's no need to add, act as if we know for sure that's what that it's not. Right. Well, one guy, mm-hmm. you know, our guy, Big Perk. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he had a take on on Joel Embiid and what he would do if he was the Sixers. Here's Kendrick Perkins. If I'm the 76ers, I'll shut Joel Embiid down for this season. Oh. Seriously. And, and, but but hear me out. The rest of the regular Re- season. Yeah. The the rest of the year. Really. Because for the simple fact. This is gonna like this is gonna continue to get worse. Like he's not gonna come back and be like pain free, right? We saw last year what happened in the postseason. For example, James Harden had to have that explosive. I believe what it was a game one in Boston. No Joel and B. Like you want him to have have an opportunity to heal up. And then you go into next season, you re-sign Tyrese Maxey, you search the market because you got so much cap space, and now you get a healthier Joel Embiid for the long haul. Nope, 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 nope. Mm. We can't do that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. we, we've tried this whole, you know, he's got he's to gotta just play. It's, Why? Because if he can play through it, like, I'd rather take the chance on, on 70, 75% Joel Embiid. You make an upgrade at the, at the trade deadline, and, and you go give it a shot. I can't deal with him sitting the rest of the year on an injury that he could play through. If it's season-ending, it's season-ending. Mm-hmm. But an injury that he could play through, not dealing with it anymore. Not dealing with it. Yeah, I hear you. But I can't necessarily disagree with Big Perk. Um. Now, if you want to tell me it's a three to four week injury, three to six week injury, okay. But I'm telling you, anytime you get to eight to ten weeks, twelve weeks, you're looking at almost three months. You're looking at February, March, and potentially all of April. What is he going to be like for the playoffs? Like, he, what is he going to be? He's going to be compromised, right? So then you're not going to win anyway. 
you're probably not going to win anyway, regardless. Which is why he shouldn't play. I just, I can't, I can't, personally, I can't do it again. I, I this listen. is this is another year of this. <laughs> yes. Go, I, and by the way, this idea, he's going to come back perfectly healthy. And for for how long? For how long? He comes back perfectly healthy. He plays, what, three months, and then he gets hurt again around this time? It's every year. It's I, every year he gets injured with this stuff. And see, this is frustration coming out from you. And I get it. I get it. I get the frustration. I'm not telling you you're wrong that you're frustrated. I think everyone is frustrated and exhausted, including the Sixers, including the Sixers. But you have Joel Embiid um, under contract for two more seasons after this, potentially three with a player option. So you have him under contract for three more seasons. Who's to say he's not going to wind up signing another deal, an extension? You just saw Kawhi Leonard sign a deal. So Joel may wind up signing another deal in a year or two, an extension. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I'm so, I'm so, I've been zapped of confidence now in what's going to happen with Joel after this injury that I, I don't know where to go. I, I've almost, I told you, I've resigned myself to not even expecting a championship anymore. And I'm, an, I'm ashamed to even say that. I am. But yeah, I could, I could lie to you and try to sell you false hope that, oh yeah, he's going to come back, we're going to win a title. I, I just... I love the guy, and I'm a root for him too. He's not wearing a Sixer uniform anymore. Mm-hmm. But expecting a championship, expecting him to lead us to a championship, I just I, I don't I don't have it in me. I just don't, man. I just don't, and I don't I don't think he's ever this this thing right here, man. And if it's significant, he's not going to be the MB we need him to be. He's going to be the same MB he's been in other years where he's not at his best, where he's not completely healthy, mm-hmm. where he can't take you on a run through the play. He can't do what Giannis did. He can't do what Kawhi did for Toronto. He can't do what LeBron did. Like, he can't. He hasn't been able to show us that he can do that. But again, and I, and I, and I know, I know he's going to be limited, and that's, that's, that's fine. But this idea of sitting him so he's healthy next year, we've done that. We've tried that. We, it's, well, you can it, roll him out there. You're just not getting anything out of it. Like, it doesn't matter if he plays or if he doesn't. 215-592-9494. Do you have Embiid fatigue? Has has the Embiid fatigue sat it, set in for you? Like, there's there's obviously a couple camps here. There's the camp that just like, ah, he's a loser. You'll never win with him, yada, yada, yada. No, they're losers. Yeah. There's the, <laughs> there's there's another camp, where, yes. which I think you and I are, are mostly in, where where it's like, this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. And and it just I, I we can't believe we're here again. Man. But it's just so draining. And yeah. when I hear Perkins talk about, yeah, I, I would sit him through the playoffs. We're doing this nonsense again. You're like, what? We're back? Right. This year felt different. Nick Nurse, the vibes around the team, Pat Bev, Marcus Morris. And I we're agree. dealing with we might get 70% Joel Embiid or, God forbid, done done for the year with a worse knee injury, and then we're rolled back again next year. Mm. I can only go through this so many times. Your fault for buying in, Jack. Yeah, what's what I, I do. I wasn't buying in. It's hard not to buy in. Oh no, in. I bought in. Listen, oh. I, I, I admit it. Heart, heart, heart on the line. I no, no problem. Yeah, crushed again. Yep, <laughs> crushed again. That's it, why I said I'm zapped. I'm zapped of confidence and in the fight to to just believe that yeah, he's gonna this is gonna somehow turn around and. It's going to lead. Forget about the finals or a championship. Just lead us to the Eastern Conference Finals. All I'm asking for. I'll take. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take Eastern Conference. And the big thing that I think has shifted here for for me, and I, I hope it shifted for Maury, is that you can no longer build a team with like Joel Embiid at the forefront 
You know what I mean? Like, build a team around Joel Embiid. Just go build the best team, and if Joel's there, Joel's there. Right. Because I feel like the last couple of years, it's still, like, the best team around Joel Embiid. Well, I don't know if he's going to be there. I don't know what Joel Embiid I'm going to get in the postseason. And I'm just very curious. We're a week away from the trade deadline. You know, does he go and try to get a difference maker to, like, pair with these guys and and maybe build forward with, or is he still in that mindset of fringe pieces to, to kind of round out the 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 shapes that are the edges of the roster. Man, this is so disappointing, man. It's so disappointing. It really is. Because we haven't even gotten to the meat of the NBA season where we just live and die with every game. Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten to that yet. And I was excited to uh, transition over into that uh, with the Sixers. Yep. And, man... It's disappointing. It just is. It's disappointing. And you want to be able to enjoy the rest of the season with Maxi. And like you said, you got Pat Bev and Morris Twin here. Like, I want to be able to enjoy this team and look forward to the postseason. And I just can't with, with, with him compromised again. I know. Now, I, listen, I, fingers crossed, toes crossed, eyes crossed, everything, man. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hoping for uh, <laughs> sprained ligaments and give him, give him four to six weeks. Yeah. At worst. At worst. That, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and and eventually we know where this leads to is is it time to just cut your losses and and and, and start over in a way. Mm. Like it's just and I don't I don't really want to be there, but it's just like how much more are we supposed to do here? Is is it ever going to happen here? I think that's what's what's starting to really be the forefront of my mind is like is it ever going to happen here with this guy? 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Tom's in Perkins. See what's happening, Tom. Yo, guys, first-time caller, long-time listener. I like what you guys are doing. Thanks. Man. What's up, Tom? Appreciate it. I I feel like we're at the point now in the, the Embiid saga with the Sixers where I feel like this is the season where it's kind of coming to a head of I really don't think there's a camp of Embiid haters and a camp of Embiid supporters. I think the haters are exactly how you guys are talking right now. They're exhausted of talking about Embiid not being available. It's not that they hate him. He's the most talented player in the NBA, but he's never available. So when we say you can't win with Embiid, that's not hating. That's just facts right now. And it's been proven time and time again. You can't win with him because he's never available when it's time to be in the playoffs. When it's time to win, when it's crunch time, he's not there. And I I think this is the year where... You know, at some, it sounds crazy. You guys have been doing your hypotheticals all week. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not <laughs> afraid of saying this, but at some point, you're right. He's two years left on his contract, but guess what? The, it doesn't sound like in the next two years he's going to be available because he hasn't been the last five years. So at what point? Well, he's available. Start, it's just he's compromised in those games in, in the playoffs. But that's but if you're compromised, you're not available to your the best of your ability. I don't want to compromise Joel Embiid. I want a Kawhi Leonard who's going to be available and be able to carry the team. Well, a wrong excuse, but a wrong wrong example. But why? Because well, well, one well, year he was, and then he's well, he did it one time. Hey, I'll take the one year that Toronto got over <laughs> yes. the eight years of Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. So it's been forty years. They've literally exactly. they've, they've changed the rules because of Kawhi's load management <laughs> hey, issues. But all I got I'm you. saying is, it sounds crazy. I don't want to say it. I don't mean to sound like a hater, but. At what point do we just kind of cleanse our hands of this saga, move <sighs> on, and if he's successful somewhere else, great, but I'm willing to take my chances on him probably continuing to get hurt with I'm another team. I'm going to need a big package in return. Pause. 
But guess what? That's, guess what? Now's the time that you're probably going to get it because if he gets hurt anymore, or if he's out the year, yeah, year, yeah you're not yeah. getting a lot next year for him because everyone knows he's going to keep getting hurt. No, I got it's a fair point, Tom. It's a fair point. Well, first off, you're never going to get equal value. Never. Like this, just, it just it'd be matter. just like you're giving him away. Yep. And it's almost like you, you just give him away and, and and just try to reset this thing. You have Maxi. You have. That's about it. You have <laughs> Jaden Springer. Yeah, I'm not shipping him to Minnesota so he can play with Anthony uh, Edwards. Well, don't worry. They have two centers already in the roster. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Well, I I'll, mean, they would send us those guys. Uh, yeah, no, I'm all right. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather quit. If, if Cat ever played for the Sixers, I would, I would root for another team. There's like 0% chance. There's so many players. He's an Eagles fan. No, I don't care. No, I don't care. He can wear all the Eagles shoes he wants. Oh, I mean, I Embiid's a Packer fan. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. I'd rather take that. But, and it just—it sucks. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to be. Or is he a Rodgers fan? I think he's a Rodgers fan. So now he's a Jets fan. Joe Douglas fan. He's probably not a fan of the article that came out in the uh, Athletic yesterday, right. <laughs> laying out all the scorching New Organization. Yeah, everything. Basically, Rodgers, the assistant GM. The offensive coordinator stopped calling plays for once Rodgers got hurt. Sounds about right. Yeah, what, what, what a franchise. <laughs> Robert Sala is looking up. Uh, uh, he looked up all the quote-unquote great coaches' records without their star quarterback as an example of why he shouldn't be fired instead of maybe putting together game plans. <laughs> Seems like a dynamite strategy. 215-592-9494. Are you starting to get Embiid fatigue or – were you already there? I'll get to my guy. I know. I'm saying. Gotta get to my guy. What's maybe, maybe he can bring my spirits Come on, up. Chris. Lift us up. What's happening, guys? What's, What's up, up uh, Chris? Check this out. Like, you're right on point. I, I punch up. I go to, like, places I really like that have some reputation. Mm-hmm. The water football guy, I did the two rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been around since, like, the electricity just oh, started. Oh, yeah. I like Walter, uh, Walter football. Yep. Yeah. They're real. They're, they're not, you know, hot take, like, you know, somebody's station I call a lot. Yeah. But Yeah, who would ever do that? I'm never. <laughs> um... They have they have your nephew going at fifty one to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh Imagine damn, not the Steelers, dude. How about this guy? How about that in our own state? That's like you divorcing your wife and you find out your cousin just married her. Come on, man. Well, especially because the Eagles pick fifty, right? The Eagles have the Saints pick yes. at fifty. Yeah, fifty. That's what I'm saying, Jack. And like that stuff that you want that stuff that happens to us. Right. Well, listen, Chris, we can't go from they got Joey Porter last year, right. to we, Jeremiah Trotter this year. Can't happen. Yeah, I hope I hope not. I I, ser- I seriously hope not. Um, I'm not I'm not fatigued about Embiid, man. I I, I watch basketball because I love it, mm-hmm. and it, it I'm a little different from you. Like I watch game one all the way through because I yeah. can like bump. I, I he's just an unbelievable player that I'll never see. Him and Iverson, I'm fortunate enough. I'm 56 years old. I'll never see the most little dude and the most biggest dude on my team ever. Probably when I die. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just not going to get it. So mm-hmm. I'm not fatigued in that dude, Tom and all. I appreciate you, Tom. We're going to help you out, your last car. I'm going to I'm going to get outrageous and say we get four number ones for them, four number twos <laughs> for them, four players, and four swap picks. And by the way, Tom, it's basketball, it ain't football, dude. They pick where they're going. So, so when he true. goes, I want to get when when he goes, I want to go to New York, and you have a bunch of draft picks, and he comes in, schools your ass. And gives you gives you that wrestle move <laughs> down in Philly. You'll, you, you'll taste that, Tom, right in your butthole. Oh, That's God. what you do, you do. You don't get dudes like that, man. They're, you don't. I don't care if they're injured, hurt. As long as you can get out on the floor and play, I'm not getting rid of them. And guess what? He's going to be thirty. 
So whatever you can get for him now or next year at 7-2, it's going to be the same stuff, man. So you got to live or die with that guy. Just like when we all married our wives. Yeah. There, was a couple, there was a couple of in-laws you didn't like, but you took them aboard, right? Yeah. Because she was making you dinner and all. You're like, man, yeah, I got to go over there for Thanksgiving. So I got to go over there for Thanksgiving. I got to do a quick couple pops and bathroom before my wife she because I can't tolerate going over to her house. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I mean, let Jack, I'm gonna let Jack answer that. Me personally, no. I love my in-laws, so no. But I understand. I, I appreciate the uh, the example. And, and as far as the Eagles, at the end of the day, it, it, here here here's down to it. all this. We should could would. I like Jalen Hurts, nice kid. I seen a rookie C.J. Stroud out out in Texas do mm-hmm. it. I seen uh, what's what's the other kid that did it? Jordan Love. Um, yeah, Jordan Love. They, they don't have nobody special. They have, they have a basic offense. But actually, there's a one big defensive coordinator, which I loved him when he played here at Mufasa. He was a de- now he's a defense head coach. He did it. Mm-hmm. And we have an offensive coach out there that he did it. So that this is what's got to happen. Hey, oh, and by the way, I'm not taking a shot at your boy. Um, how about what – weren't we told – this is his offense. It, don't, it doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is. Yeah, he's he's moved it, off that take. But yes, it, it, that was the original <laughs> take. Yeah. So, so guess what? Guess what? I'm not, and I'm not trading AJ Brown. And I told you guys before, man, that dude lives right around the corner from one of my places. They could they could bowling at my oldest daughter's place if she works there part time. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith is there. AJ Brown's there. A couple linemen are. How about Small Tower? I didn't even know he was still on the team. He's there bowling. You never see Jalen Hurts out anywhere, dude. He's the same. And I love Wentz. He's the same as Wentz, man, just two different dudes. And that's what I'm scared of. Mm. That seems to be the sentiment, Chris. All right, Chris. Appreciate he, it, brother. He just, doesn't, he just doesn't kill a lot of ducks and, you know, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> but he throws a lot of quack, quack. So oh, it's there it is. There go it see, is. Go see Mr. House, man. Go see Mr. House, Jalen. Peace. All right, there he goes. Chris and Ben Zocken. That's, that's Tom House? Yeah, Tom House. Hmm. Who he went to before last year, or before two years ago, the MVP year. Mm-hmm. No reports that he went to him before last year. We'll see if he's back out there. Well, he does got to, he have to. He has to get back on his game too. Tom House does. No, Jalen. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. A lot on the table. Do you have Embiid fatigue? Is this an all in year for the Eagles? Are you still Super Bowl or bust, or are you okay with a step back? Plus, on the Eagles, it seems like we are trending towards the Eagles drafting this position in the draft in the first round. I gotta mm. say. I'm going to blow a gasket if this is the result. <laughs> what is it? We'll get to that on the other side. It's the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WYP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.
Welcome back with the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Yes, the return that caused all the uproar. <laughs> Spike asking, joining the best show ever. Turned out that was uh, or the best show on WIP. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was on the midday show. And the midday show, again, very insecure. <laughs> <laughs> got all offended and uh you know had to had to try to you know get their back their, their, their backbone up i guess it did and it did uh, again something else i had nothing to do with no once again yeah you're <laughs> you're getting drunk you're getting brought down by your teammates around here these days you know what i mean you know like me the whole aj thing them with the whole you know return thing mm-hmm Teammates are letting down. Our, our <laughs> Teammates let, are letting me down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what the streets are saying. That's what that's what Twitter's saying. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine. We'll get to some thoughts on the uh, on the draft coming up here because I just I, I can't believe what I'm seeing early from from two of the biggest mockers and what the scuttlebutt is down the senior bowl. But real quick on uh, Joel Embiid from Woj on NBA Today. I don't have the audio, so I apologize in advance, but. Apparently, he just said on TV that he's told we're getting closer in Philadelphia to getting some clarity on what's next for Joel Embiid. The Sixers have certainly spent a lot of time here over the last day evaluating that knee and trying to come up, come to a consensus about what's next for him, whether that's to stay on the court and keep playing, whether that's a short time away or a longer period of time away. We'll have a clearer picture on that perhaps as soon as tonight. Hmm. So that doesn't scream season ender. That screams. No, it seems scream surgery versus not having surgery. Correct. Like, would you want to wait for the off season to get surgery, or right. get it now and come back in in four to six weeks? Get it now. I would agree. I'm sure he doesn't want to be cut on though. You know, as an athlete, he's been cut on a lot already. I'm sure it's not fun for him um, to go get it done, especially during the season. Then trying to rehab, he's going to get out of shape. Everything else because he has to be off his feet, and he's gone through this process. I don't know if he's had surgery in season before. He's got – I know he's got a knee scope. Okay, scope is not surgery, but getting it cleaned out, that gives you a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I forget if he's got – the only one I remember was when he played on national TV against the Rockets his rookie yeah. year, but he never came back from that in, from that surgery. Did he, did he do a surgery? Yeah, because he got it right. Also, oh, that was, it was he, a season in the surgery because he played on a torn. It was meniscus. a meniscus, torn yeah. meniscus. He, tore, he, pl- he played on a torn meniscus. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's tough to tell him to get surgery, but at the same time, like if I have a chance to get a hundred percent Joel Embiid, yeah, no, I, I I don't see. It's him who doesn't probably want the surgery. If I'm the Sixers, I'm like, yeah, get surgery, because I have to think about more than just this year, right? You can go out there and try not to get surgery, and we try to. You know, rest you, play you, rest you, this whole sort of thing. And you're still never anywhere near 100%. Not only that, you could possibly tear it. Mm -hmm. You make it worse. Yeah. We we just did that with someone, didn't we? Was it – I mean, it might have been Bryce. Was it Bryce? I mean, uh, Bryce, remember, they were playing him or he was playing in right field and then they they kept trying to delay it and then eventually just needed to get the full surgery on the arm. Oh, they did it with Sir Anthony. With Sir Anthony a couple years ago, they were like, ah, just come back and throw, and then he ended up needing Tommy John. Right. You know, where it's like you can play on it. You can you can try to work your way through it, but there is obviously the possibility of of making it worse. Yeah, if it's a four-to-six-week four injury, I'd, I'd rather go ahead and get the surgery. Now, the interesting part is is what happens, you know, from the you know the standing standpoint with that. If they're the, I know you can't really worry about it, but they go from the fifth seed right now yeah. without Embiid do they fall to? I mean, they could fall down to a seven, eight. 
It could. We can't. They're they're in like one of those play-in games. Yeah, and it does affect the deadline. You yeah, know? Like, I mean, okay, maybe then Maury needs to go do something. How much do you invest in the team with Joel missing time? How much do you invest in the team if he only sits or sits a week and then gets back out there? Well, to me, you need another scorer. You're not going to replace and be the player, but you're not going to replace his 35 points a game. But you need somebody else that could come in and give you buckets with Tobias and and Maxi. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's what you need. If you want to stay afloat and stay out of the play-in situation and make sure you're at least a six seed, that's what you're going to have to do. Because I don't think Tobias and Maxi alone with the rest of the guys, without any significant addition, um, and I don't, it doesn't have to be a Paul George or somebody like that. But you got to bring somebody in here that can help those guys out to at least allow you to stay afloat and stay out of the play-in situation. Is Demar Derozan enough? I think he would be enough. You put DeMar DeRozan with Tobias and Maxie with the rest of the guys. You can survive. Yeah, you should be able to survive. Because I, I don't know. I really don't know what, what, the, who what the, go ahead, I don't sorry. know who the best player that's going to be available, available. is. Available. Right. And we, we kind of know who they are. Those aren't the guys that we want. So what would um, DeMar DeRozan cost? Probably like one first. I mean, I, I, don't, I think his value is. Pretty down. Well, player-wise, do we got to we got to match salaries? Yeah, I, I don't know what his salaries. I'm sure it's pretty big. Well, that that's who that's. I mean, that's more important than anything because you're giving up your depth. And do you want to trade? Would you want to trade Toby in that scenario? Well, yeah, because then you're right back where you were. I don't think Maxi and and DeRozan is enough. No. Uh so it's 28 million this year. So that's probably you probably wouldn't have to put Toby. Honestly, you, you could do Morris and someone. Why can't we put Covington and those guys in there? Okay, Covington. Yeah, I don't want Morris in the, in the Co- trade. Yeah. Covington is the guy a key to the city. You want to trade him? I know, but he, I think he's seventeen million. I don't care. Well, well listen. Wait, well, hold on. If you're trying to win, you still need players. I agree. I agree, but you also have to make salaries. I, match, I, would you I, rather? And Covington hasn't played him. I think he's a eleven million. So either way, it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, get Covington, Cork, and who else? Pop the cork, baby. Pop the cork, because DeRozan's a free agent after this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chicago's not going anywhere. So you give them a couple couple of deals that, you know, they, they could possibly get rid of. Oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's, sure they don't want to take on extra salary that's more than one year either. They want expirings. Yeah. They want expirings and a and a and a, and a pick. So Morris is 17. Yeah, I'm not giving them a pick because I'm doing you a favor by taking DeRozan off your hands. But if you're making yeah, I mean from their standpoint, though, then why wouldn't they just hold on to him? Yeah, because you stink. Well, I know, but then they could at least still have DeRozan. Well, yeah, why? I don't know. Well, they, uh, oh, you're saying what's in it for them? Yeah. They, they get to take back the, the rights. Right, to, right. To, yeah, they don't want Covington and those guys. They have Marcus Morris. Fair point. <laughs> so, like, so Morris is making 17. Uh, Batum's making 11. Batum's untouchable. You can't trade Batum. Um, Covington's 11. Melton's 8. And Ferk's 5. Yeah, so I'd go Ferk. Uh, Cork and Milton. Milton? Yeah. He's the fourth best player on the team. Um, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen him. <laughs> no, he hasn't played in forever. Yeah. May, would you, may, instead of draft pick, maybe they throw Jaden Springer as like a young player that could. I like Jaden Springer. He's I, he's weird. <laughs> like, like he's, he, he's, he's bouncy. Like, yes, yes. But his shot's so ugly. He's yes. kind of like a, he should be 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, but he's 6'2". Right. You know, like he plays big. He reminds me, honestly, of of Zaire. Like when Zaire was. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Pre sesame allergy. Yeah, yeah, I never like seen. Zaire, I never seen him play. I know, I know. But like, he's just he's an odd player. Yeah, can't shoot very well. 
Yeah, he's a hustle face. And he's, he's like 6'2". Should really be like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, uh, we'll get to the, this draft thing in a second, but Chris is in Ben Salem. What's happening, Chris? What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's, What's up, up, Chris? Hey, Ike, I wanted to uh, just chat you up about this, this Fangio defense and um, okay. one of the guys I think that they're going to bring. Like, I'm 100% on board with Patrick Queen. Like, I think that's the dude they need to go get because – you know, they're going to, what, run four linebackers out there, and it's going to be, you know, the flop hey, we've been watching. Right, yeah. It can't be the four that we've seen. Yeah, it can't be any of those guys. Maybe I, maybe N'Kobe. Maybe. Right. Listen, I want N'Kobe to succeed. I loved him coming out of college. Me too. Yep. Um, but, you know, we want uh, Queen, and I know mm-hmm. we're getting Andrew Van Ginkle. Oh, oh, he's a lock. There. Yeah, he's a lock to be here. We're getting the gink. <laughs> the gink, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, Howie's got to understand. If he's giving us the gink, he's got to go get Queen. That's just the deal. Yeah. The gink. The and, gink. And Queen. You can't give me the gink, man. <laughs> yeah, but, that, uh, that is that. He, listen, isn't that the type of linebacker we would go out and get in, in free agency for sure? Doesn't it feel like uh, it feels like Kiko all over again? Yes, it does. Yeah. Kiko, Kiko could play. This guy, I mean, he, listen, this dude just had like a banner year for him and it was like okay but like he's 29 and <laughs> very high pff grade. oh is he 29 i didn't realize he was that old that's okay. that's, that's approaching cook looked, status like ah, he's coming off a rookie contract he's probably like 24 maybe he's got the, he's 29 years old like get out of here yeah uh, was, it, was he drafted at 26 <laughs> oh he was he, no he's 25 he just, oh must have been 25 if it's off a rookie contract Wait, or it might have took a while to get to the league years. yeah he could have been playing in the xfl for a year or two i don't know yeah, <laughs> but so I, I guess my concern is like, how do these guys that are currently here fit in a three-four? You know, because Hassan doesn't want to drop back into coverage, nor should he, because he's not very good at it. He's he's a pass rush guy, and then you know, what do you do with Nolan Smith? And what who are your three up front? Is it going to be Jordan Davis at the nose, and then Milton and uh, Carter on each side of them? I tell you, Nolan Smith, first of all, certainly has to step up and make a big leap uh, next sure. year from the first Appreciate year that. to his to his second year. Uh, you don't take a guy in the first round, and he's still a rotational player uh, in his second year. So it uh, wouldn't surprise me if he's playing a more significant role somewhere. He, he has to be one of your guys out there. You spent the first-round pick on him. You don't take a pass rusher slash linebacker in the first round, and he's not a starter within two years. It's a wasted pick. Mm-hmm. It's it's it. I just have no idea what to expect from Nolan Smith. No, it, I I agree, but he needs to take a huge leap this he year. He does, like, because they can't go out and replace everybody. Some of these positions they've already invested in. Mm-hmm. These guys got to step up and play, or they're bad picks. Right, but they're too young for you to give up on already. Like, Nolan Smith, he's only in his second year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why they don't want to give up on the Kobe. No. And I think they they know he's still – I think they know he's still popular and he has had injuries. Mm-hmm. So, so, I guess they could still talk themselves into it. But, like, it's it's Jordan Davis, it's Nolan Smith, it's it's Nicobe. And then see if they can get Patrick Queen, see right. what they can do in the draft. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the draft, like – Okay, what you got? I mean, holy cow. The Eagles are trying to ruin the draft season. So the two big mockers, our guy, Daniel Jeremiah, mm-hmm. who I hope can, can join us again this year. Love having mm-hmm. him on leading into the draft, DJ. Usually does. Uh, Mel Kuyper, obviously mm-hmm. those two, two of the bigger mockers out there. Um, they both have the Eagles taking an offensive tackle with uh, the 22nd overall pick. Yeah. The scuttlebutt down at the Senior Bowl is that they are a lock 
to draft an offensive tackle at number 22. And I just, can we, just get me a real player. I, I know that you are the, I know you are trenchman. I know that you care about yeah. building the trenches. Lane's not retired yet. I can't worry about replacing Lane at, at this point. And I know it's part of their foundation and I get it. But when you have to rebuild essentially the entire defense, can I just get a difference maker at 22 from a from a defensive perspective? Can I start getting blue chippers on that side of the ball? Does it always have to be an offensive tackle? Does it have to be a tackle? I have my lot of who's, what, 26. I have Lane. He probably has at least two years left. I, I know he's 34. I know he's dealt with injuries. I know the mental health stuff's there. But he hasn't really given indications that he's going to retire anytime soon. I can't worry about replacing Lane until Lane's really gone. Like Especially when the defensive side of the ball is as – has as many holes as they do. I'm already dreading them drafting an offensive tackle at, at 22. Well, you can dread on because uh, it's going to happen. Awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, they're more than likely to, to take a tackle there than they are any other position. Um, and they do have to think about replacing Lane. They do because Lane may only have one more year in him, uh, two at the most. And you mentioned some of the reasons. It'll be interesting to see Lane next year if Kelsey isn't back, you know, if Fletcher isn't back. You know, guys that he's been around pretty much his whole career, you know, and I'm pretty sure that's where a lot of his friendships are developed. And he probably you saw the picture of him and Fletcher out hunting a day or two after the season was over with. They were out together. When you become the lone guy in the in the locker room, when you look around like, hold on, I'm the oldest guy here now. All the other guys are gone. Sometimes you start to feel like, okay, you know, it, maybe my time is coming too. And listen, he's made a lot of money. He's won a championship. Like, it, it, what's the motivation to keep him playing if the team isn't necessarily one of the best teams in the league? So the Eagles, I'm, a, I'm imagining they would rather, if they can, if they can get one now, grooming behind Lane for a year or whatever, at least they got somebody they feel can step in there and be ready to go. But at the same time, for me, like – Again, there's there's offensive tackles in every draft. Sure, you know, like until the guys, until I know he's gone. I, I and, and what's the, the point of drafting his replacement? Especially when when the defensive side of the ball. And this is part of the all in off season. Like, they what would you rather? What would you? What do you have more faith in them drafting at twenty two? An offensive lineman, a defensive end tackle, a corner. Well, if they, if they or a wide receiver. If they draft a defensive tackle. <laughs> right, I don't think they are, but I'm just saying these are the positions. Of, so a defensive end, like these are the positions they would draft. Mm-hmm. Like offensive tackle might be the one that they're probably best at drafting at that position. And all I say to that is just step out of your comfort zone at some point. I, I know you're good at it. Right. I, I know you find tackles. I know you, you, you're trying also miss on tackles back there. Well, this actually, the, besides Lane, they have drafted tackles in the first round. That's exactly gone as well. They have not. So. You've been able to find guys. You found Mylot in the seventh. You found mm-hmm. Kelsey in the sixth. You got Dickerson in the second. Uh, you got Samalu a couple years ago in the third or fourth. Yep. One of those two. Vitae started the Super Bowl. He was a, a fifth rounder. Fifth round pick. Like, again, Lane, I know, number three overall and an anchor there for a while. It's just, I, I feel like if they can go get a blue chipper on the defensive side of the ball, I just I would rather have that than another offensive tackle. Mm. It kills I would them. too. Give me an. Try to get an edge rusher, like a, to, to to bank on Sweat and 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 Reddick and Nolan Smith, maybe taking or, they, or they may take an end. I take an end. I mean, they may. I mean, Reddick could be on the last year of his deal, so and I think Sweat will too. So if they see an end there, yeah, I I could see them taking the end for sure. Yeah, I just 
to, to put it out already that it seems like they're going to ta- tackle just does not get me geared up and geeked up for a draft, for draft yeah. season. Yeah. Especially because I – Hey, man, we got draft night. I know. I don't think we're getting a uh, now I'm awake when they draft the the tackle from Oklahoma. Right. But he's an Oklahoma tackle, so I guess they've had good, good – good, He is an Oklahoma tackle. Okay. Good luck with that. That was So Kuyper's draft was the Oregon State offensive tackle and – uh, Jeremiah was the Oklahoma offensive tackle who Lane is like being a mentor towards. Well, that's who they're taking. So that's the story. <laughs> this is, hopefully, he goes early. They let Kelsey draft his replacement. They'll let Lane draft his replacement. They let BG draft his replacement. <laughs> Nolan Smith. They let uh, Fletcher draft. You know, uh, uh, Jalen Carter. Carter. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do for our legends. That's what we do. Uh, Lake Can in Delaware. What's happening, Lake Can? Hey, how you guys doing, man? What's up? Is that yeah. Lacan? <laughs> but um, Jack and Ike, yes, congratulations, man! You guys are making headline news all over the all over the NFL news. Of talking about trading AJ and the whole yep. league is worried about it. All press it's is good press. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will say that we are a Super Bowl or bust mode right now. Uh, oh, I would say we should. Yeah, I think we should keep AJ at least for this year. See what happens. I mean, I think Howard can probably make some moves. Maybe like, like you said, get Patrick Queen, or maybe like you know, trade for Patrick Sertain. But honestly, if we want to get Patrick Sertain, I probably just say, how about we just trade Barber and a first for Sertain instead of AJ? Well, let's be honest, the Broncos <laughs> are not. <laughs> the Broncos are not really a, a playoff team, especially the Russell situation. So I think that would be a better trade instead of AJ because I understand AJ's acting, I guess, weird with. This horse t- towards this whole situation. I don't think he wants to leave. I don't. I think he wants to stay. But you know, I just think he just war- he just don't want to make cause any issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like and and um, you know, I appreciate the call. We'll see. I, I mean, I I don't think they're gonna <laughs> trade really any of those guys because mm-hmm. I think they have the idea of having the, you know this offense be if, if they can rely on one thing next year. Well, there's no way they can trade AJ Brown and then be serious about going to the Super Bowl. No. Probably not. Although I, I think Sertain would help, but it's still the offense would be taking a huge step back, and you need the offense to be great. Then it's not like Sertain changes the off the defense that much to where it's all of a sudden a top five unit. So yeah, I, I mostly agree. It's more about building for for the future. Uh, Lynn is in Philadelphia. What's happening, Lynn? Yes. How you doing today? What up, Lynn? Okay. How you doing, Ike? And the, and the, I'm I'm sorry, but I want to ask your uh, your co-host name. <laughs> My name is Jack. Jack. Yeah. Jack, Jack, yes, 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 yes. Hello, Lynn. How well, are you? What? Got wonderful. Listen, you guys have me dying. I'm cracking up. I says, well, I have no more confidence that the Sixers are going to win the championship. And if I had a video of that, I could probably see a tear coming from his eye. <laughs> and then you, Jack, mm-hmm. said, which is really funny, too, I, I can't, I, I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't go through this compromise situation any longer. <laughs> So what's funny? So, um, what's funny? Yeah, what's funny so about okay, MB being compromised. So oh, okay. So um, it seems as though that MB um, has. It, it appears to me that he has this pressure on him because he has not gotten past the second round, and so it almost seems like it's a template that he has. Like I'll play well at the beginning of the season, but as the season goes on, I think this pressure gets to him, and all of a sudden now this. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that these are things he looked for in terms of escape. You know, well, I'm, I'm hurt. And then all of a sudden he gets in the game and then he doesn't give his whole effort because he's trying to preserve himself. 
But when I go back to the game that he got hurt, it seems that I'm not sure the body language seems that he didn't want to be there. But and I'm wondering why Nick Nurse kept him out there at that particular instance. So I don't know what was going on there. Do you have any idea? You don't, what you don't think Embiid wanted to play that night? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, because of his body language. If you watched him, he really didn't put a whole lot of effort out there. It seemed as though that his body language was like he was either ill or he didn't want really to be there. He was probably wanting to take the time off. Or he was the, injured. Yeah, or he was injured. And here's the other thing. I think someone alluded to it, I'm not sure who, but maybe Nick Nurse was in in fearing that he needed to get a couple of wins to be safe for the playoffs. So he needed to get that game that they thought he could win, that they could win with. That's why NB played. That was the perspective that I had as well. Yeah, I, I, I don't you, I don't know how much Embiid influenced this. Meaning that him giving the green light that he was good to go. Now you can say was it influenced by the the pressure from the outside? Right? It, you know, the whole he didn't play Saturday versus Jokic and all of that and the game was going to be on national TV. Did that sort of give Embiid a nudge to want to go out there and play? Possibly. I don't think that gave the Sixers a nudge to want him to play. I don't think that that made the Sixers clear him medically to go out there and play. So if there's actually any pressure that was on anybody from an outside influence standpoint, it was placed on Embiid from what he may have heard from peers and and media members and all of that stuff. I can give a little credence to that. Now, I can also say with this in the same breath, you got to rise above that and ignore that and do what's best. You've gone through this enough to know you should have a good idea of what it's like to go out there and play when you're compromised, well, how important the end of the season is to you versus what outside noise is dictating and saying. He's supposed to be matured from that already. I can understand two, three years ago, Houston, national TV, Friday night, then you're at the meat concert dancing and all that. When yeah, We flamed you for that. And a lot of people say, oh, he's young. Okay, we give you a pass. That's four years ago. Now you're supposed to be a seasoned vet who's gone through this. Who knows what the ramifications are if you aren't healthy late in the season, what that's going to be like, what that means for this fan base. You say a championship is what means the most to you. Then why are you playing on a Tuesday night against Golden State? You've already won an MVP. Yeah. Like, why are you playing? And you have the power to say, no, I can't go tonight. He of course he listen. He decides when he plays. Yes. I think I think we we evolved past like oh uh, the, the the team can pe- tell him not to play. Mm-hmm. I mean they can try. They can try to tell him not to play, but yes, he it's, decides. It's it's his decision, yep. and it, and it is disappointing that it still has that feel of he cares about the MVP. And, and sure, the MVP can matter. You two time MVP that's special, but it, like you also it shouldn't matter. You can't. But he he can't say in the same breath that, that the championship is all that matters. Yeah, and, and to be fair to us as fans. You don't hear most of us screaming MVP this year. We don't care. Now, yeah, we could say after he scored 70, he's the MVP of the league, but what I'm saying is that isn't the objective of anybody. If it was year, He's already won one now. If it was year three of Embiid, year four of Embiid, sure, the MVP is cool. Well, if he, hasn't had, if he hadn't won one, I'll just leave it at that. You just won last year. It's not important to anybody. It's not, and it shouldn't be important to him because fans don't care. In other words, it's not going to validate you with fans. That's a selfish thing that you want. That's not giving fans what they want. They don't care about the MVP anymore. 
We don't. I'm raising my hand. I don't give a damn about you winning another MVP. I don't care. It does not matter. Win the finals MVP. Right? That's a the, yeah, yeah, win the finals MVP. Twitter questions that are sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Mark's Jewelers for diamond engagement rings that fit every budget online. Marks-Jewelers.com. Do you have Embiid fatigue? We have, that's on the table plus. Is this an all-in year for the Eagles? Get in now. 215-592-9494. Plus, on the other side, how was some 4 o'clock fills? <laughs> they play baseball this month. Are you feeling it? Where are we at with this team? Do there was you... a reason why you had a little bit more of a pep in your step. Oh, today. it's almost fill season. Yeah, listen, <laughs> February means fill season. Listen, I got, I got a bunch of alliterations today, too. Four o'clock fills and B fatigue all in off season. That's called high level radio. That's what that is. 215 592 9494. Mixing the fills on the other side on Sports Radio 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.